Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. You can't say something like, I would love to just throw you on the bed and slide my hand up your thighs and put my fingers in your panties, put my mouth against yours to a woman. You can't just walk up and say that. But a long time ago, I was experimenting with this. And what you can say is, wow, look at you, you're beautiful. Look at this outfit, you can't wear that. You're lovely, you're amazing. Let's get married. Why don't we just get married? Do you wanna just run off? What if we just ran off? Go to the south of France. South of France is so hot right now in my mind. Don't really know why. South of France, we'll find a little hilltop. It'll look out over Côte d'Azur. We'll look at the azure water. We'll see how beautiful the seascape is. I'll be wearing my amazing new linen suit pressed firmly. My wonderful flowers. You and your amazing white linen, this beautiful white muslin dress, is that? Oh, I love that. That's wonderful. We'll stand there. We'll give our vows. We'll hold hands. We'll feel the touch. We'll say, I do, and then I pull you in towards me. Our hips slightly together. I lean in. Our lips touch. And then you feel that. Gentle shiver, our tongues touch, everyone's gone. I pull you closer to me, my fingers gently moving up your back. And I grab your hair firmly while I kiss you harder. You clutch onto me, you feel me getting excited. And then I pick you up, carry you over the threshold and throw you on the bed. And I slide my hand up the inside of your thighs, into your panties, our mouths together. Feeling your breath, feeling you heaving, hearing you moan and whimper for me. That was a pretty quick fucking transition, huh? Now, I don't recommend you necessarily go out and do that. That's not, that's not a recommended approach. But I will say, riskily, that I did do that. And when calibrated, when practiced, you can say that. But that's just an example for you. I highly encourage you to go out and buy a romance novel. You guys, you know, in the airport, you see that little tiny section that's of those books and they're all called like The Dark Highlander or Love's Labor's Lost or something like that. This, this silly genre of book that housewives in America eat up. Last time I checked, which was many years ago, it was a $2 billion industry and we have nothing, we know nothing about it. Why are they good books? They're all, I mean, I've read a few and they're just crap. Like from my point of view, they're all just crap and all, a lot of them aren't very well written at all. But they all, they all basically follow the same principles. So for you, for you guys that don't necessarily know what I'm talking about, uh, there's a series of books where basically, a series of, a genre of books, where basically there's a woman. And the woman is living her life, but something's not right. She feels a little lost. She feels a little separated. Everything is sort of gloomy, but she's doing what everyone told her. She seems to be living her dream, but something doesn't feel well. And then a dark stranger appears but they don't really have any interaction. She looks at him from afar and thinks, ah, oh, he's maybe you know, come to her village or her city or her office or her castle or whatever it is and has nothing to do with her until one day they have this strange encounter, accidental. He probably gives her a piercing look from whatever I've read and then they never meet. They'll never see each other again, or so she thinks, until one day, happenstance has it that they are thrown together, and of course this results in some sort of passionate sexual relationship, and, and this amazing, 
flower within is, is blossomed and she unfolds and becomes this new woman and he goes back to whatever village or island or planet he came from and her life, though it be the same, is forever changed. Music is a little bit sweeter, <laughs> colors are a little bit brighter, other things are just other things but more of them. And it's all just nonsense. But why it's so important and why it's so interesting is because of how it's written. And you can learn so much. I've learned so much from these terrible books that are written in this way of communicating, using language in that way, which is just amazing. So let's think about our three concepts. Our three concepts that I've brought to you today are Number one, questions, right? That our brain has to answer questions in order to understand them fully or fill in details. With referential index, like I said, lack of referential index, our brain fills in this stuff so that it can properly understand it. And I'll come back to that a little bit later on while I'll show you it's relevant. Now, I'm going to give you something called suggestive questions or comments. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read off a list, which is one of the reasons I have this iPad. I'm going to read off this list, but for those of you writing it down, let's not write them down now. I will say them clearly, and you can get them off YouTube later, because it will, I'll just read them too quickly. So phrases like, and I want you to pay attention and listen out to them, can you imagine if X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Can you visualize? Do you think that, how would it feel if, how do you feel when, what do you think would happen if, what would happen if, will you, would you, would you like it if, which is one to remember, that's the one I probably use like 99% of the time. What do you think about XYZ? What would it be like? Do you like the idea of, do you like thinking about, I want to, I want you to, I really want to, I really want you to, starting to see the way that you can change these phrases in small ways. I'd love it if, I'd love to, it would be so good, it would be so perfect. These are a list of phrases that you can use to structure these things that you're going to suggest, these, these concepts, these sentences, and thereby structure these fantasies. So how would we put it all together on a date? Let's see if we can structure that fairly usefully here. So you're on a date with a girl, you're going to do this whole structure of sitting down across from a table from her, or maybe you're forced into that because you didn't prepare or something like that. And it's not unusual for you to walk over to a girl and sit down and have a sip of delicious water and say to her, so, what is your idea of the perfect first date? Like I said, that's not an unusual question. I mean, it may be an unusual question because the usual question is like, so how was work today? So what do you do at work? Like, what is that about? At least we're being different. So what is your idea of the perfect first date? And maybe she'll give you a little bit of an answer. Maybe she'll say, you know, something generic. She'll say, well, I don't know, maybe somewhere pretty, like a nice guy, maybe a nice dinner, some candlelight, some soft jazz. Now you can listen to her words and realize that she's pretty much speaking romantically. She's using romantic concepts. And then it's not a very far stretch in order to be in that scenario, which is why it's at the very beginning. Now we follow that answer up, of course, with one of the pillars of seduction, or not the pillars, I don't, TNL pillar, but one of the most important parts of seduction, finding out more about what she likes. Because when we find out more about what she likes, we are essentially forcing her to think about things she enjoys. 
So what do you like about jazz? What is it so much that when you said soft jazz, you went, oh, what is it about soft jazz that you like? Now we're pretty thoroughly into romantic conversation and we can very easily transition into sensuality. Now when I say transition, it is not going to be as mechanical as that. I just mean it's very easy and very common to drop sensual phrases into a romantic conversation. Maybe you were going to ask her if she likes chocolate or strawberries. Maybe you're going to ask her about her favorite type of wine. Maybe you're just going to go straight into the idea and say something like, you know, is there a dessert that you really like? Like that, what do you like specifically that really like go, makes you go wild? Is it chocolate? Is it cake? What is that one dessert you like so much? And she's going to give you that answer. And of course, we are going to follow up with immediately, what do you like about that? Now, obviously, this is like a clumsy example I'm giving you guys. You will make it your own. But she will eventually be describing these sensual delights, these things that she's thinking about. And there are two things that involve five senses. One is food, the other one is sex. So psychologically, we're on a pretty good direction here. We're making some pretty good, uh, pretty good distance here. From sensuality, the trip or the transition into light sexuality isn't difficult. In fact, it's pretty simple. Maybe you just say, so are you dominant or submissive? Or maybe you say, so are you dominant or submissive in bed? And she kind of laughs and blushes, and then she'll give you some answer. I couldn't know what it is. And you'll say, oh, so you like both, but you prefer being submissive. What is it that you like about being submissive? And now you're sitting across the table from a girl who's telling you why she likes being submissive in bed. You guys see where this is going. That's a pretty far cry from, so, so why don't you like your boss? <laughs> and we are well on our way past her beginning to be turned on. This builds sexual tension, provided you are using your fundamental principles of, of seduction, right? Like you're not speaking too quickly, you're not interrupting her. Because then you can lean across the table. You lean in and she leans in and you make eye contact and you lower your voice and you speak slower and she has a little smirk because she knows you're turning her on and her smirk gets a little bit bigger and turns into a blush because she knows you know you're turning her on and you're doing it on purpose and you look her in the eye and say are you thinking about being fucked right now and then you put a smirk on your face she takes a sharp breath in because she's using one of those principles we talked about, the lack of referential index. She's looking you directly in the eye, and she's thinking about getting fucked. <laughs> Who do you think she's thinking about doing it besides me? Thanks so much for listening to the Natural, Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The, the Natural, Natural TV. TV. See you on the next episode.